It's the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. Welcome back after the international break. I'm Alfie, your host, refreshed and raring to go. Alongside me is a man who is raring to go on his holiday to Orlando. It's the man with the stats and the beard, Nathan Taylor. Hello, Nathan. Hello, mate. You all right? Looking forward to your soiree in the land of the free guns and pussy grabbing? I certainly am, yeah. <laughs> That's why you're going, right? Yeah. Orlando, of course. Mm, nice. And because uh, one of our other people is in Orlando, the secret journalist, we have uh, someone else filling in. Hey, it's Will, Top Marks, a.k.a. Will, who's calling all the way in from the Canary Islands. Hello, Will. Hello, Alfie. How are you? <laughs> right. We're such an international <laughs> podcast. Mm. We are. We're just uh, all over the world talking about fantasy football. I love it. <laughs> and of course, you're not there because Spurs are so bad at the moment. <laughs> How dare you? Um, <laughs> I think the international break will really revive Spurs. I think they need to all get away and just recharge their batteries. So I think they're doing it. They, if they've all gone away and had a great time like me, then we'll come back and smash Watford this weekend. <laughs> positive. Mm. We're all positive. Uh, so let's keep that positive vibe and tell you what's going on with today's show. In part one, we have the Game Week 8 review. Yes, remember that. Looking at FPL draft and fan tracks, and I'll be asking the boys here a quiz question. Part two, posting the carp, a.k.a. Matt, will be using his experience of top-level finishes to answer your questions in Tactics Truck. I'll also be on the phone to Tommy Garn, who's going to let us know how he got on with his Burnley core. Part three, we look ahead to Game Week 9 with some insight from FPL content creator FPL Nymphra, and of course, we ring the changes to our podcast FPL team and part four is pure business because we have the clean sheet forecast notable players the answer to our quiz question and the beer recommendation um before we do this week's quiz question lads apparently last week's question I missed a couple of Allens in last week's answers notably Alan Irvine of West Bromfane um so sorry about that I that's that's how the quiz world works. Uh, obviously, I omitted uh, Alan Perrin on the purpose because it's spelt with an I and because he was a terrible manager. <laughs> yes. Let's do our quiz question then. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Full answers this week. <laughs> yeah, full answer. This one is solid as a rock. Okay. How many of the current Premier League teams have an animal-based nickname? Oh, yeah. oh, it's real, yeah. <laughs> and that and that has to be real animals and they have to be non-human, okay? Real animals, non-human. How many of the current Premier League teams are animal-based nickname? I'll be testing you loads later on that. And you listeners can get all the answers later on in part four. Okay, I think we all need to remind us what happened in Game Week 8, don't we? Yes, let's do the Game Week 8 roundup. Brighton had the Spurs turning on their heels as Graham's lads elbow potches men into a 3-0 submission. Sadio Mane blatantly dives in order to secure a last-minute victory against Brendan's Leicester. Aston Villa show Norwich how it's done as they rip the Farker out of them. 5-1 at Carrow Road. Watford miss a hat for chances to secure a draw with Sheffield United. Palace score a last-minute goal at West Ham, which had the referee asking the linesman, are you sure that was offside? Turns out it wasn't. Burnby, Ev, Chelsea score four and win again. Arsenal keep a clean sheet in the highest-scoring ball in the fixture. I mean, what kind of crazy world is this? And when the Wolves hit two goals and City's got holes, that's Triore. 
Seven clean sheets this week. Yes, seven. Brighton, Burnley, Watford, Sheffield United, Arsenal, Wolves and Newcastle. Assisting defenders, Jetro Willems, Lewis Dunk, Mikel Alonso, Martin Kelly, Valerie, Valerie and Matt Target. Goal Kings was Adama Traore. Uh, goal scoring defenders this week, PVA and David Luiz. Penalty misses was Wesley and red cards was that man there, Coleman, Seamus Coleman. Uh, this week's top performing players across FBL Draft are Dama Traore, David Luiz and Wesley. Uh, for fan tracks, it's Wesley Traore, Traore and uh, Aaron Connolly. Some stats for you now. Stats. Will, you're going to like this one. Tottenham Hotspur have won just 22 points from the last 20 Premier League games. <laughs> Another stat. Chelsea became the only third Premier League side to score three or more first-half goals in consecutive away games. Another big stat for you. Six of Danny Ings' last seven Premier League goals have been scored against the big six. So they got Wolves this week, so probably won't score. Will, how do you like that Spurs stat, eh? Uh, yes, it hurts. It's not very impressive, and we need to get better. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> insights. Um, yes, uh, this week's top performing players in full FPL and drafted goalkeepers are Foster, McGovern, and Dubravka. Yeah, McGovern, despite conceding five goals, saved penalty. Defenders, Louise, Willems, and Dunk. Midfield, Traore, Milner, Mane, forwards, Wesley, Connolly, and Jimenez. And for fan tracks, Nathan. Yeah, um, goalkeepers are the same. Then in defence, you've got Jetro Willems. Ben Mee sneaks into second ahead of David Louise. And then in midfield, you've got El Ghazi, who's the top midfielder, and it's very Villa-dominated. So you've got Hurahan and Grealish. And then up front, Obviously, you've got Wesley, followed by Traore, as he's ranked as a forward. Mm, Aston Villa, eh? Well, did win 5-1, I suppose. Uh, Form players for the past five weeks. This is the average points, not including bonus points. Uh, Sadio Mane is unsurprisingly the most informed player. Shock horror. Okay, things we learned from Game Week 8, gentlemen. I think Game Week 8 was always going to be about the lesser players, and the stats reflected that. Uh, Fair play to you, Nathan. Who went big on Newcastle getting a result against Man United and backed them to keep a clean sheet. Yes, I got laughed at for that, but who's laughing now? Ha ha, no one, everyone, Newcastle fans. Yeah, not United fans though. Um, So obviously the Longstaff brothers got quite a lot of hype following that game, but obviously the defence held solid. And the defender in there that's really, I think, kind of catching people's eyes at the moment. He's only 4.5 million at the moment on FPL. He's gone a little under the radar, but... Jetro Williams, the Jet, he's racked up two clean sheets, one goal and one assist so far in his four full games. Mm, that was a great bit of play, actually, he did in the box to uh, lay it off to Matt Longstaff, who, Matt Longstaff, who I'm not comfortable calling him Matty, by the mm. way, uh, he looked really good. I watched that game. I was genuinely surprised how good he was. Really tidy player. I'm not sure he's one for fantasy football, but... Good for Newcastle fans. Uh, Will? Well, I just want to say, I hate to break it to Nathan, but the only reason Newcastle kept a clean sheet is because Maguire was in my team. Hmm. Um, And if he hadn't been in my team, he would have clearly scored that beautifully obvious, easy-headed chance before Mm. half-time. But, you know, you can be grateful to me that I put him in my team and he was obviously going to miss. Thanks, mate. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Will, what have you learned from Game Week 8 other than Spurs are rubbish? Uh, I learned that my players like to miss lots of chances again. Um, 
it wasn't yeah it was a fairly uneventful week i was grateful to to pope and and my chelsea boys did well mountain abraham are a great source of points and they look set to be for the foreseeable future Mm, you did mention to me a couple of weeks ago that you were getting on the chelsea train that seemed like the right decision to take and i'm very glad that i did well done thank (laughs) you um nathan uh he's your train as it were yeah, I got on this train a few weeks ago saying that he's starting to actually look like a proper footballer. Pick, he's now got 32 points. He picked up 16, admittedly, in the last game week. But he actually looks like he's found a place in the team. Started off at right wing back. He got moved to a forward position um, at nil-nil and then obviously wreaked havoc. But he looks like he's making better decisions in the final third at the moment. player that I like a lot. He's got obviously all the tools in his armoury, but it's just putting them together and it looks like he's starting to do that. Oh, and just to go back to Spurs very quickly, full-on crisis mode and just the stat about their away record at the moment. Last 10 away games in the Premier League, drawn two, lost eight, and obviously zero wins. Oh, that hurts. It hurts. Uh, Okay, talking about crises then. Crises normally incur when people have injuries. There's quite a few injuries. Isn't there this week? Yeah, quite a few picked up. Obviously, over the international break as well, the breaking one at the moment that we're getting through this morning is David De Gea picked up a groin injury. Um, According to Spanish press, he's already been ruled out of the game this weekend. I've seen Romero get picked up in our draft league already. So, Um, Other ones that are notable, Andreas Christensen pulled out of the second Denmark game after picking up an injury against Switzerland. And Golo Conte as well has got a slight injury at the moment. And then Danny Onions apparently has a slight thigh injury. Bothered. Bothered. On the good news front, though, looks like KDB should be back this week. Oh, really? Salah, hopefully back. And then um, Allison after a long term. And Matip should also be back after a couple of games out. Mm, Does that excite you, Will? It does, yeah. I saw those pictures of um, KDB and Aguero training, and uh, that that does excite me. Those two players coming back. Mm, okay, we won't shift fit them out yet, then. and ready, fit and ready, Alfie. They're going <laughs> to smash it this week. <laughs> That's a commitment I like to hear. Right, okay. Let's talk about FPL results. FPL team results. Will your FPL team result? Uh, you didn't make any transfers to game week eight. You stuck with your team in a master respectable forty-two points. Obviously, as we mentioned, the Chelsea duo Mount and Abraham doing well alongside Pope and Lundstram at the back. And like many of us, though, you did fall for the trap of captaining a Man City attacker in the guise of Aguero. Yes, uh, didn't expect that result. Wolves suddenly turned up and, and put it in you know, last season. They were fantastic. They were they were brilliant in defence, uh, had really good stats, and they'd been struggling a bit with the Europa League, but, you know, they got their game plan spot on against Man City. Um, I would never, ever regret captaining a Man City player. They have so much attacking potential. You just don't get them right every week. That's football. Mm, it's football, you move mm-hmm. on, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so 42 points are very good. Uh, ourselves, our team pod, 45 points. So the average was 36. So, Got to be happy with that. Got to be happy with that. Um, we very smugly traded our Ake for Lundström. Um, so trading in value, and that's what you can ask for, really. Ding dong. Uh, for our captain, we deliberated over Tammy Abraham or Sterling. We chose Sterling. Hmm. Should have gone for Nathan. Tammy. No, Jordan Ayew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we've yeah. now risen 
We're on the rise, guys. We've risen from 318,513 to 233,843 overall, right? In England, in the English League, 91,997. 1,012 in the Crystal Palace League. 17th in the Offside Rule podcast. And number one in the official Fantasy Podcast League. Yes, that's right, number one. First out of six teams. Why well are we done. in the Crystal Palace mini league? Because <laughs> I just thought it's good to have stats. Okay. Uh, why are we? I don't know why we're in the Crystal because Pompey don't have a league, do they? Mm. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is, please join our league. Um, just join our league. There's not enough teams in it. The What's codes, the entry code? The entry code, Nathan. Glad you asked. You can find it in the episode blurb. Or for those with impeccable memory, it's PSDBV4. Great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we're doing all right yeah so the highest scoring fpl manager for game week eight congratulations hasmida herman of malaysia whose team nike fc <laughs> sponsorship <laughs> they messed a uh, hundred points and, and he she got those points by triple captaining Mane, making only the one transfer by bringing mason mount in for lucas mora and having david louise in defense now catapulted him that result catapulted him or her to a ranking of 6,643,141. And that's out of 6,909,405. So you could suggest, you could, not that I would, you could suggest that it's just another erratic manager getting some luck. Yeah, it sounds like way, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, congratulations. Top FBR manager overall, congratulations to Nick Tanner of England. Who now tops the table after securing 65 points, giving him a total of 587. Uh, Mane doing the business for him there. He's, uh, Will, do we know yes. this guy? Well, you know, those of you who are paying attention, especially those of you who are Liverpool fans, he made 40 appearances for Liverpool between 88 and 94 and, and mm. played for Bristol Rovers for a former professional footballer is number one in FPL. Um, insider trading, I think. Yeah, a lot of people were kicking off about this, weren't they? But I was more interested in the fact he looked like Pat Sharp. Mm. Get him in mm. at United. Get, yeah, <laughs> saw that out. Yeah. Get the twins in as well. I'm sure they're not doing anything these days. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Cowley brothers, but I, I remember you were talking about Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Nick Tanner's top of the league, former professional footballer. Behind him by only nine points is who, Nathan? Um... Oh, it's the Bulgarian guy. <laughs> yes, nicely prepped. It's Boykyo <laughs> Ilyev with his team, Tough Competitor. Great name. It's such a solid name. I love it. Um, speaking of team names then, ooh, you guys like these, don't you? Oh, yeah, I love them. Uh, okay, so tell me what you think about this. Smeagols. Okay, Lord of the Rings reference, I like it. Yeah, Ross Appleton, mm. Will, are you happy with that? Uh, uh, yes. This one's <laughs> this one you'll really like, Will. Right. Inter Yanan. <laughs> when you say really like <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought it was all right. Well uh, yeah, done, you know, yeah, well done John Foster. And this one, Roy Division. Oh, I like nice, that. Nice, I like that. Yeah, 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 it's not bad. James Wood, yeah. well done. Have you got one now? I've got one for you here. One of my mini leagues is a chap whose team is named You've Been Tangied. Right. What, how does that work? Tangy Dombele. Oh, really? Like you've been, been tangoed, yeah. Oh, sorry. Is, Thanks. That is niche. 
Yeah. Surely you remember you've been tangoed. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't know know the pun. I didn't understand the pun. That deserves a thumbs down for me. Sorry. (laughs) Get a thumbs down. Well done, everyone else. Uh, Right. That's the end of FPL. Uh, We'll be discussing our change for game week nine in part three, of course. Right now, it's time to talk draft fantasy. Nathan, in our league, you got done 49 to 42 by Tommy Gunn (laughs) and his Burnley core of Loughton, Benmi and Tarkovsky. Yeah, a couple of things really went against me. That late Norwich goal, I had Heaton in goal and Mings in defence, so that would have given me a Villa core clean sheets. And then also, I left Raul Jimenez on the bench and he got 11 points. Tasty. So lucky Tommy Gunn. And Tommy Gunn had that Burnley core, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, Eric Eric Peters is the only Burnley defender he doesn't have. And guess mm. who has him? You. Me. And guess who came off after 54 minutes, meaning no clincher bonus was awarded? <laughs> Eric Peters, yeah. Will, your draft team game was looking up last time we spoke. It was looking up. It was. Um, I played three different draft games. In my classic, I got 31 points, which was sort of all right. Didn't really do much. Mm. And annoyingly, I did reasonably well in the other two um, leagues with decent scores but lost them both because I played people who got even better scores than me um, so you know oh, so onwards you, and upwards you did well so went, but you got out you got basically outdone uh, what I was we just call the to, luck league yeah how did you go this week uh, well personally I praised the fixtures and have written off this game week for my team so I wasn't really surprised when I got beat 41-34 although uh, we just mentioned the Peters points already I would have won if Pep remember him Pep didn't bring on Chinchenko for a proxy 45 minutes because Wesley and his 15 points were sitting on my bench <laughs> and that's the annoying thing okay here's the lesson I thought Wesley was my first sub in the second slot after the sub goalie, but I'd overlooked or forgotten the fact that I only had one goalkeeper. So the first sub was, in fact, Danny Welbeck, <laughs> <laughs> who came in for Pedro and missed an open goal, of course. So that meant I was reliant on Pep and Kyle Walker not to screw me over. And we all know what happens in that scenario, don't we? Never rely on Pep. Never rely on Pep. So it's really my fault, to be honest. But hey ho, always check your subs. Hashtag. Always check your subs. Uh, Nath, you're now equal or match points with Tommy Gunn in the league ahead of him only just by player points. Mm. And you're being sucked in to that battle for eight. Yeah, I know. He's won three on the bounce. I'm pretty confident going into this week, though. I've looked at it. I think I've got a good chance. Okay, yeah. You're up against Ming and Phil, who yeah. has the might of Robertson, Alonso, and Tammy Abraham. Mm. But you're, do you think it, the fixtures yeah. favour your players? I think so, yeah. I had a look at it yesterday, and I reckon I've got the edge on in this. Who week. do you think? Son. Sonny boy. Oh, yeah. Will, you think Son will do well this week, don't you? I think Son might do well. He was playing for uh, South Korea against North Korea uh, <laughs> last night in a nil-nil draw. Um, hey, but sorry, time, sorry, sorry, sorry. A reported nil-nil draw. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Very, yes, that's quite. Well, I think it was probably a reported 4 0 win in North Korea, but it was actually a 0 0 draw. Uh, uh, the previous international break, he played in a 2 0 win for South Korea over Turkmenistan uh, four days before coming back and scoring twice for Spurs against Crystal Palace in a 4 0 win. Let's hope history repeats itself. Ooh, so yeah, Nave, right on that. Who else you got in your team, Nave? Got Allison back from injury. Oh, yeah. Tyrone Mings, I can see a Villa clean sheet this week. 
uh, Vertonghen, I actually think Spurs will keep a clean sheet this week. Ooh. And Raul Jimenez, he's a bit of a streaky player. Maybe this is his time. This is his time to shine after leaving him on the bench with 11 points. Yeah. Right, good luck uh, with that and good luck all for Draft Fantasy. And that's the end of Draft Fantasy. That's the end of part one. Uh, we don't go anywhere in part two. We'll be speaking to Tommy Gunn and we have the tactics truck with Bowstring the Carp, aka Matt, who'll be answering your questions. Welcome to part two. Um, earlier on, I spoke to Tommy Gunn, who is definitely sticking with that Burnley core. Hello, Tommy Gunn, deluded one. How are you, mate? Alfie, how's it going, mate? You okay? I'm good, thank you. Uh, mate, you must be celebrating. Uh, you beat... Nathan, our man Nathan, in the podcast derby. The Yeah, I've got two podcast derbies in a row, back-to-back derbies. Um, yeah, pleased to beat um, Nathan. Nate. Is anybody ever calling him that? Does anyone call him that? No, if you want to start calling him that, I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, your Burnley core. It paid off, mate. Paid off again, mate. Paid off again. Uh, I will come unstuck. I think we're away at Leicester. I say we as if I'm the sort of, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm adopting uh, the, the uh, Sean Dyche persona again. Uh, away at Leicester, can't see us really keeping a clean sheet up there. But, you know, whatevs, I'll play them anyway. Basically, I'm, I'm off the bottom, which is good. Uh, I'm not only off the bottom, I'm two from the bottom now uh, and level on points with uh, with um, with Nace. So, that's all right, really. I've turned it round from being six points adrift um, at the bottom with none from, what was it, none from six? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something like that, something horrific. Um, uh, talking about transfers now, uh, you uh, you shipped out Ceballos, Danny Onions. I shipped out my favourite player um, because he's just not good for DF. Uh, so off he went. Uh, picked up immediately um, by... <laughs> by some other manager. I mean, straight away, literally within about 15 minutes. It was Nathan, I actually, I believe. Was it actually Nathan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it was, because he was going to play against me, and he still did nothing. So, I mean, you know, you can have these kind of vaguely attacking midfielders, but unless he's actually going to score some goals, not really worth having. So, got rid of him. I bought in Martinelli as a forward, because I'm a bit short on the forward line. I think Martinelli's actually going to get some all right game time. And um, I bought in Mark Noble, because he takes the pens at West Ham. And he was basically the only bloke left in the bargain basement bin. <laughs> Pull a pig night. <laughs> um, okay, so next game week, game week nine. Um, game week nine. In, in draft fantasy and head-to-head. Uh, you face off against me, of course, in another podcast derby. Um, uh, it, uh, are you going to stick with the Burnley core? Because I I'm have sti- Eric Peters, you see. Ah, okay, fine. I mean, I'm going to stick with it because I haven't got any other players. So I've got to stick with it. And I don't want to sort of bin them off because I know the Sharks in our league will just snap them up. Not even just because they want them, just out of spite. So I've got to hang on to them, really. I could try and shuffle my pack and play three at the back, but I don't really think it's worth it. I may as well just uh, may as well just bung them in and hope that I get a Ben Me assist or something like that. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if such a thing exists, but it might do. It might do, um, yeah. I'd love to wish you good luck, but I'm not going to. Okay. And uh, enjoy your game week and we'll speak to you again soon. Okay, mate. Yeah, love your stuff. Thanks very much. Hold up. 
Okay, that was Tommy Gunn um, sticking with Burnley Corp against me this week. So, Nath, like the Burn Corps, the big question for me is whether to start, because I have Peters, mm. whether to start Peters to offset it or just write off a Burnley clean sheet altogether and go for the points elsewhere. I think I'd keep Peters in there because then it does reduce his core score, doesn't it? It's, but, um, it's playing the Mourinho game, isn't it? It is a little bit, yeah. <sighs> I just think I just don't think, don't see Burnley keeping the clean sheet, and that's dangerous chat. They got Le- they're away to Leicester, aren't they? Mm. Mm. We'll we'll talk more about that in our clean sheet forecast. Uh, right now, it's time for Tactics Truck with Bowstring the Carp. Have a good listen. <laughs> Tactics truck, tactics truck, I got a truck, it's full of tactics, it brings me luck and you will suck, cause you don't have a tactics truck. Hello, Bowstring the Carp, aka Matt, how are you? Hi Alfie, how's things? I uh, I think it's alright, international break's over, back to the Prem, eh? And speaking of back to the Prem, do you remember how you got on your last uh, game week, game week 8 in FPL? Um, yeah, I'd- I think I got 59 points. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, decent enough score for the week that was in it. I mean, there was a lot of captain fails across the board. So, I mean, I, I think I had a guerre on myself. So, you know, I managed to pick up plenty of points elsewhere. So I'm really happy, like, you know, went from seven seven digit rank to a, a marvelous six digit rank. <laughs> Climbing up the table eventually. Yeah. Get in there, mate. Um, talk about this coming game week, game week nine. We've had a few questions for you. Um, but the biggest question we had was regarding these smaller fixtures. For example, Aston Villa, Brighton. Uh, maybe there's some real gold to be uh, sort of sifted through there. Well, I think I'm going to be biased and, and, and you know, go for my man Wesley. Um, you know, he really delivered last week for me. I mean, he missed a penalty and, and scored the rebound over the bar from close range. So, Another day, he might have had 20 points. So, you know, he looked really, really um, kind of central to, to Aston Villa last week and um, certainly hitting form at the minute. So, I mean, a home game against Brighton, we know that uh, Graham Potter, you know, he wants his team playing quite attacking, you know, expansive, quick kind of style of football. So uh, I'm kind of expecting a very open game there. Um, a lot of goals, a lot of chances maybe, rather than a lot of goals. Hopefully the, uh, the finishing from both sides can can stay you know quite clinical like last week so um it's definitely going to be an interesting game for sure um but for brighton i think if they are going to score uh neil mope is is probably the man to do it he's playing really well at the minute i, I know there's a lot of hype around uh the young lad aaron Connolly at the minute you know he's he started last game in the international break for for us um, with ireland and um, he didn't look great in that game so it'll be interesting to see how he picks him up, himself up uh you know, next match out. And Bournemouth Norwich, I mean, everyone's sort of looking towards Bournemouth to wipe the floor with Norwich. Do you sort of agree with that sentiment? Um, I certainly expect them to score two goals at least. Um, whether Norwich can get one, it'll be interesting to see because we, we know that they haven't, a re- they really haven't uh, got a good away record this season. I mean, they, they've managed to score against Liverpool in the first game, but apart from that, they failed to score um they failed to score an away goal so far. So that would be interesting to see. I see a lot of people mulling over whether they want to captain Callum Wilson. Yeah, I'd fully expect Callum Wilson to score. I mean, I don't even own him. Uh, who scores the next goal, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, Norwich could concede from a set piece and you could be looking at maybe uh, Rico getting an assist from a corner, maybe Ake or, or Cook with a header. Um, if Harry Wilson starts, he might bang in a free kick. So 
there's plenty of options there who who could deliver this week. I, I think Norwich's defence. I think I seen a stat on Twitter saying they've conceded the second most big chances um, mm. all season, something like that. Um, but likewise, Bournemouth's um, shots conceded stats aren't aren't all that much better either. It's one of those games that could be quite unpredictable. But if you got the right player, I think it could be you know pr- mm. uh, fruitful. Yeah, indeed. Uh, picked up a bit of Rico action myself. Okay, thanks for joining us, Matt. Uh, great stuff as always. Take care of yourself, and we'll speak to you again soon. You too. Pleasure. Thanks, Matt. Tatty's truck, Tatty's truck. I got a truck, it's full of tactics. It brings me luck, and you will suck. Because you don't have a Tatty's truck. That was Bowstring the Car, a.k.a. Matt. Yeah, that lad knows his apples. Uh, good. And if you want to ask him any questions in the future, you can contact us on Twitter at UltimateFPod, or you can find his Twitter handle in the episode blurb. Right, there's in a part two. Don't go anywhere, because part three is coming up. We've got the upcoming Game Week fixtures. This is Ground Control to Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. Jump, they say jump. David, can you get my shoes for me? Part three, part three, part three, part three. The upcoming game week fixtures for game week nine. On Saturday, the 19th of October, we've got Everton against West Ham in the early kickoff. Then it's Aston Villa against Brighton, Bournemouth against Norwich, Chelsea against Newcastle, Leicester against Burnley, Spurs against Watford, Wolves against Southampton, Palace against Man City in the evening kickoff. And then on Sunday, just a one game, but it's the main game. And again, it's at 4.30 really annoys me Manchester United versus Liverpool and then yes this Monday night football which we all love and this week it is Sheffield United against Arsenal mm, fixtures that catch your eye Nathan uh, for me Chelsea versus Newcastle I think this is going to be an interesting game obviously Newcastle reputation for keeping it tight at the back against the Bigger clubs in the league and Man United as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nice dick. Um, and Chelsea not looking particularly solid at the back. So they do score goals though. So I think this is going to be a very intriguing kind of tactical setup. I would um, think this is going to be a low scoring Chelsea win, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's 2 1. Mm. Mm. I'm looking at these pictures myself. Uh, I'm thinking Man City will bounce back for sure. Uh, Man United versus Liverpool is the big game. Uh, this is actually nil-nil February. That can't happen again, Will, can it? I don't know. I think it's one of those games where the stadium will want Man United to win, even though they're not particularly good. They have improved defensively. You know, if with the two new acquisitions, I think Wan-Bissaka and Maguire have improved them defensively, despite uh, the 1-0 defeat to Newcastle. They just lack a cutting edge. Um and I think they'll struggle to to hurt Liverpool. It could easily be a nil-nil if they're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? I'd... Easily a nil-nil no, if they're sense. lucky? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I've got a fun Man United stat. Yeah, go on. Since Oli Solskjaer was appointed permanently, they, um, based on points picked up in the Premier League in that period, they would be fourth from bottom. Mm. And they will be if they stick with him for the whole season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Southampton, Brighton and Watford are the only clubs who've picked up fewer points than Solskjaer. Amazing. I mean, mm. it's not even a surprise anymore, is it? It's great. Seeing, especially seeing that video of Rio when he was saying, Manny not in a back, prof. Manny not in a back. <laughs> after that, which is it Champions League, was it? Yeah, it's after they beat Paris Saint-Germain. <gasps> what nonsense. 
Nonsense. They were so lucky. Anyway, uh, sorry, Man United fans. Ah, I didn't care, actually. <laughs> you had it good for 20 years. Um, Everton versus West Ham. Yamalenko scored a healthy brace last time the Hammers travelled to Goodison Park as they secured a 3-1 victory despite it being a relatively even match. Uh, Everton need a result, actually. And Gilfie was the toffee scorer's uh, scorer that day. Could this be the week? He's gone eight games without a goal now. Yeah. And will your team Spurs against the also hapless Watford? Now, the last five meetings between these teams have been 1-1, 2-0 Spurs, 2-1 Watford, 2-2, 2-1 Spurs. So logic, mathematics tells us that Watford are going to win, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen now. I thought when we put out that side against Brighton, I thought, great, we've got some really attacking players on the pitch. We'll take the game to Brighton. We'll bounce back from that soul-destroying 7-2 defeat to Bayern Munich. And uh, perhaps because of the terrible injury suffered by Hugo Lloris, um, it shook the team a bit, but they were just weak. Uh, they just lacked a bit of spine. They lacked courage. They lacked leaders on the pitch. Spurs need, I hope the international break has done them some good. I hope they've all recovered. I hope they've all gone away, gained a bit of confidence playing for their international sides or trained well um, at Spurs. They need to bounce back. We say it every week, they really need to bounce back. I don't have a huge amount of confidence, but I, if ever there's a team they can do it against, it's Watford. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Chelsea could be back this weekend as well. Oh, really? Mm. Interesting. We just still don't know what you can do, to be honest, do we? No. Well, he did play. Well, I t- wait, hey, Lacelso played that lovely through ball for Harry Kane, who was fouled against Newcastle in the penalty box. Should have been oh, a yeah. penalty, and it wasn't given. Yeah. That was a Lacelso through ball. You ah. know, you, you know, you're having a desperate season when you're harking back to decisions not given against teams like Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so there you go. Let's go listen now to FPL content creator, FPL Nymphra, who has the trending transfers. In terms of goalkeepers, FPL managers seem keen to sign Ryan, with over 37,000 of you already transferring in the Brighton man. Patricio and Schmeichel are also close behind Ryan for the most transferred in goalkeeper, both having had over 24,000 transfers in at the time of recording this. In defence, the injured Wambasaka is the most transferred out ahead of game week 9, with 42,000 plus FPL managers selling already. Dina could also suffer a price drop this international break, as wildcarders jump off the Everton man to free up cash. The top three defensive transferred in this game week are Pereira, Lundstrom and Dunk. Pereira taking the early lead with over 58,000 transferred in already. In midfield, there's been a couple of big premium asset injuries and they are dictating the early transfers. Salah has been switched out by 138,000 managers already, owing to his knock, with Mane being the most obvious swap. 
Mane is not only cheaper, but is seemingly the better midfield Liverpool option right now. Over 141,000 of you have got him in already ahead of game week 9. KDB is also still being shifted on by FPL managers with 81 plus thousand sales. Behind Mane, it seems Mount and Madison are picking up pace, with over 70,000 managers already getting on board. Up front, Abraham is still the most transferred in striker, who looks set to be owned by just under half of all FPL managers by the end of international break. Players such as Alba, Vardy and Wilson are becoming trendy transfers in, despite their blanks in game week 8. That was FPL content creator FPL Nymph from the Trending Transfers. Uh, wonderful as always. Uh, if you want to find out more stuff from her, you can go check out her YouTube page. Uh, all her details you will find in our episode blurb. Just click and go. Uh, right now, picking our FPL team. Okay, so picking our FPL team, uh, we licked over this. Um, we got one transfer. We got one million in the bank. Uh, our team currently reads like Lundstrom, Alexander Arnold. Alexander Armstrong. <laughs> the That's why we're pointless. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, Robertson, Pereira, Kelly. Uh, likely to play five at the back of these injuries kicking. McGinn, Salah, Sterling, De Bruyne, Dead Donkey, I.M. Abraham and Greenwood. Mm. Um, so we were toying with the idea, well, these injuries, these people coming back, we are thinking we might have a trade out De Bruyne or Salah, but actually they look like they'll be back. So when they were toying with the idea of um, Jettison Kelly for a low-level Bournemouth defender because they could keep a clean sheet someone like Rike, 4.2 million. But then we decided, no, let's, uh, let's save the transfer and uh, hopefully change up the four line next week and look towards get Vardy. Isn't that right, Nathan? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Leicester in a second, but yeah, Vardy's the one that I want to get back. Mm, I want you back. Uh, now, Captain, um, purely on the basis that since we signed him, he's done nothing, we are going to make who, Captain Nathan? Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling, come on down. I mean, the other options are obviously those less uh, Liverpool defenders, lesser defender. Hmm. Uh, right, good. Yes, that's the end of part three. We don't go anywhere. We got part four. Oh, we got the clean sheet forecast. We got notable players. We got the answer to the quiz question, and we got the choice of beer for you to be clogging down. Part four, let's do the answer to the quiz question. I asked you how many of the current Premier League teams have an animal-based nickname. Has to be real animals, non-human. I'll let you all have a guess. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'd like to go first. I mean, there's one obvious name that, given my current location, I should get. Um, I'm going to go for seven. And the obvious one is Canaries, because I'm in the Canaries. Because <laughs> I'm in Norwich. Because <laughs> I'm in Norwich, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's correct. The number is correct, and that is correct. Oh, oh well. Do you want to press that forward, That was over Will? quick. <laughs> mm. Shall I name them all? Um, I was going to go for Foxes, uh, the Seagulls. Nathan, do you want to say anything? I'm fit. Wait a minute. This no, you carry bad. on. Because we haven't said anything. You... That's all right. That's the, that's the game. That's I know all the answers anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the seagulls, the hornets, the eagles, the wolves, the magpies, and of course, the canaries. 
Mm, Brighton, Leicester Palace, Wolves, Norwich, Watford, Newcastle. Yes, indeed. Well done, Will. That is. Thank you. Very kind of you to let me have a nice little moment of glory there. Yeah, exactly. You. Yeah. Need it. Don't I'll remember. Need it at the moment, to be fair. Uh, yeah, there you go. There was the quiz question. Uh, that was over pretty quickly. Well done, everyone. Uh, clean sheet forecast now. Clean sheet forecast. Oh, looking at these fixtures. Uh, Leicester Burnley. That came out at me. And I thought, oh, possible Leicester clean sheet, possible Burnley clean sheet, especially with the Burnley core. Uh, the last meeting between these teams at Birthmore ended with a 2-1 win to Leicester. Wes Morgan scoring a 90th minute winner with Harry Aguirre actually getting sent off in the fourth minute. Uh, these teams have met at the Walker Stadium four times in the Premier League and only once have Leicester failed to reach the net. And that was last November when Puel was in charge. At Bournemouth Norwich, I know this one tickled you, Nathan. Um, the Cherries have conceded seven goals in four games at home this season, although five of those were against Man City and West Ham, respectively. Uh, Norwich continue to have injury concerns. I've lost all four games on the road, scoring just once and conceding ten. Yeah, um, Bournemouth not traditionally tight at the back, but goals seem to have dried up for Pukki. And when they've dried up for Pukki, I think they've dried up for the whole of the Norwich team, unfortunately. <laughs> they play good football, but they just don't look very good at... No, I don't think that Man City game did them any favours in the end, P- did it? Pukki did score mm. twice for Finland against uh, against Armenia in a 3-0 win uh, a couple of days ago, I think. Um, so he might, you know, that might encourage him to find his scoring boots again for Norwich. Mm-hmm, mm. Indeed, but I'm going to back Bournemouth for a clean sheet, actually. Palace against Man City. Um, surely, surely Will Saha will fancy himself against a City defence. Uh, they Having won a penalty against them at Selhouse Park in April. And Wolves against Southampton. A 2-0 win for Wolves in September. That was when Mark Hughes, the manager of the... Uh, going to call them scummers then. Southampton. <laughs> Um, a 3-1 win for Southampton in April. That was a red brace. So who knows with this one? Wards on the back of a good win against Man City. Southampton terrible at home, but have done okay away. And have picked up wins at Sheffield United and Brighton. And they are two defensively okay teams. Uh, so clean sheet forecast for me. I'm going to go with Bournemouth, Arsenal, Liverpool, Wolves and Leicester. Nathan? I'm going to go with Aston Villa. Tottenham, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and Arsenal. Mm, Arsenal again, it's two of us. Will, surely you won't go for an Arsenal clean sheet. Um, No, no, I will not go for an Arsenal clean sheet. I think even Sheffield United can score against Arsenal. Although it kind of does depend on whether David Luiz decides to uh, gift them a goal. Um, He's been responsible for a few of of the goals they've conceded. Um, Clean sheets, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for Liverpool. Uh, I'm going to go for Tottenham as well. I hope that doesn't jinx them. Um, Leicester and Man City. I think they might turn up against Crystal Palace. They do normally bounce back, don't they? Mm. Helen Partridge style. Mm. Uh, uh, Notable players then. Ooh, Alfie's dirty tip. My dirty tip for those who are playing with tackle and interception bonuses. Um, I'd be looking at Oriol Romeo. Oh, Southampton recently, 33 tackles and nine interceptions overall this season. Um, so, yes, if you're playing tackle bonuses and you're struggling for players, he could be one for you. Montoya, the, the Brighton right back, another one to look at. Six TIs last week for second successive week. And Brighton, of course, have recently reverted to a back four. Um, and for a bit of balance, the fantasy football chaps... 
who specialise in fan tracks. Uh, they've uh, singled out three players excelling fan tracks with relatively low ownership. They've gone for Rico of Bournemouth, Moy uh, of Brighton, who uh, who loves a tackle, loves a pass, and is on set pieces, and Hudson Adoy, Nathan. Okay, um, not so much a particular player as such, but Leicester players overall, they've got a kind run of fixtures coming up over the next eight games. They've only got Arsenal from the traditional big clubs, so they're playing against the likes of Burnley, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, Brighton, Everton, Watford and Villa. So I can see good returns across all of those players for a sustained period of time now, and the player that I particularly like at the moment is Harvey Barnes. Oh, God. <laughs> God. What is wrong with people? Uh, no, I'm quite happy. We've got a, we've got um, the double uh, defenders uh, for Leicester and IFPL team. And I've also, mm. I've got a Leicester spine in my draft. So yes, bring it on. Will, notable players. Well, looking at my uh, wonderfully named The Next Top Marks Men. Next yeah. Top Marks are great. Hey. Ding, ding, ding. Um, well, you'll be pleased to know that Raheem Sterling is on there. He has a goal conversion below 15%, um, but his shot accuracy is 33.3%, which is not too bad. He's taken 15 shots, 12 of which have come inside the box. I think he's ready for a recovery. I think you might be right, captaining him. Um, Good. L- looking uh, further ahead. Oh, actually, no, not looking further ahead. Looking very short term. I think Callum Wilson's going to do well this weekend. I'm actually considering bringing him in for Pookie uh, and even handing him the captain arms band for uh, Bournemouth's uh, encounter against Norwich. Um, Callum Wilson has had 10 big chances in total. Only Aguero with 11 has had more. He's managed to get five goals from an expected goals of 4.21, which shows he's roughly doing as you would expect, perhaps a little better. Um, but you can expect him to get chances against Norwich. And if he gets chances against Norwich, he will score. So Callum Wilson. Mm, that is tasty. Very good shout. Wish we could bring him in our team, actually. Nathan? Yeah, Callum Wilson. The other team that's got a nice little run of fixtures at the moment is actually Bournemouth. So they've got Norwich this week and then they've got Watford the week after. So not just one for this weekend, but maybe for the mm. next week as well. God, why didn't we choose Wilson? Because we've not got the money anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, why can't we afford it? We've spaffed it all on defenders. Yes, it's true. We are defence heavy. That's mainly my fault. But there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, then we're almost at the end. Uh, before we go, though, I'm sure this is why everyone tunes in. We want to know what beer to drink <laughs> this weekend. Now, oh, we had a message actually from the secret journalist who is currently... <laughs> we're not sponsored by Orlando, but he is in Orlando. And he wants to know, what bloody beer am I meant to be drinking here? Okay. Um, so I think, sorry, just to clarify, he wants to know what beer to drink whilst in the United States of America. Okay. Uh, so Florida uh, is well known for two types of beer. One is ridiculously over-the-top stouts, including things like milk, sugar, vanilla, coffee, nice. so on and so forth. Um, but they're generally about 12 or 13%. Mm. I, don't think, I don't think Phil can handle that. <laughs> so uh, more his style is a Florida Weiss, which is a sour, fruity beer with lots of fruit in. Um, quite sweet, but also sour as well. Very refreshing, very cocktail-like, and I think that will suit our Phil. Florida Weiss. He, he has to drink a lot. He can't go back to Leeds and start taking that back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What are you doing bringing up, Waku? <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, well done. Thanks, Nate, for that. Uh, and that's about it from us. It is it from us. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course, 
after game week nine, looking ahead to game week 10. And many thanks to Nathan. Thank you, mate. Uh, top marks. It's we'll- been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Tommy Gunn, Matt Cairn. Oh. <laughs> Bowstring the car. Bowstring the car. Matt Carney, uh, FPL, Nymphra, and to the fantasy football chaps. If you need to, and you do need to, you can contact us at Ultimate F Pod. Um, and don't forget to join our league. Join it. You never know. We might win it. We will feature you and sing your praises. Enjoy game week nine. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. <laughs> To the top, holding in a fantasy, he's saying what's wrong. Fantasy tactics, tips have to be hard. Listen to us, you'll be winning a lot. Not losing, just cruising. So kick off the balls and let's be choosing. The ultimate fantasy punter. And it's live.